Thank you for joining me today. Really glad you guys can tune in for episode number two. Um, really loving how everything's going. I got some great feedback. I think I got about 25, 26 views the other day. Um, wasn't necessarily sure what I was looking forward to, you know, seeing out of it. Um, that's not my focal point. My focal point is drop the lily pads on the pond and let the frogs arrive. Um, you know, the bigger the obstacle, the bigger the reward uh, and characteristics, you know, that are applied to yourself. And you need to know and understand that that's part of the process. You know, you need to understand it. The bigger the goal, the more responsibility, the more, the, the more dedication, the more discipline that's required. You know, but in the end of it, even if for some reason you do not achieve that goal, think about all the characteristics and personality traits that are going to be applied to your character after that challenge. You're going to be enhanced. You're going to evolve. You're going to find out things about yourself that you didn't know even exist. It's going to be amazing. You know, because you're going to learn courage, bravery, and there's no fear in failure. There's no fear in success. The only fear that exists is the fear of not doing. And that's the one thing that we definitely don't want to do. We need to learn how to handle our problems, find solutions, do it and do it again, and never try. If you try, you're accepting failure. We don't want to accept failure. We want to allow failure to happen so we can grow, but we don't want to accept it. And if you're accepting failure, you'll say, I try or I tried. And the philosophy behind that, the concept behind that is the simple fact that anytime you go into something and you're doing the best that you can to achieve, what happens when you don't? Oh, well, I tried. No, do the best that you can. As long as you're committing 100% of all the effort that you have in anything that you're doing, you're doing the right thing. Even if it doesn't turn out the way that you want, you still did the best that you could and you should be proud of yourself for that. If you're trying, you're failing. Do not try. Try is subconsciously allowing yourself to believe that it's okay if you do not succeed. And you're already giving yourself a zero chance at completing whatever task you have laid out in front of you. And through the process of all that, you're going to learn pain. And you need to learn how to embrace it. Understand happiness and love comes from learning how to embrace the pain. Accept the pain for what it is. What good can you get from that pain? What solution do you have going forward in the next situation when you hurt? You're going to know, one, don't quit. Two, keep fighting forward through the pain because at the other end of that pain is happiness, is success. It's love, commitment, dedication, admiration for yourself, higher self-esteem. But learn to fail. Learn failure. That's one of the biggest things about obstacles and goals in life is learn to fail. Do not be afraid to fail. Accept failure as a success. You successfully found something that did not work. And that's, that's, that's what we need. That's what we need to focus on. You know, you come into the gym, you go, you know, you go exercise, you go work out. There's certain things that you love to do and you spend a lot of time doing it and you love it. Most people in the gym, arms and chest, forget to rest. They don't do legs. People don't like legs. Guess what? You have to do legs to be a full package. You have to do legs because you don't want to. You have to do legs because it's part of the program. You have to do legs because that's what's going to help you grow because most people don't know natural testosterone is held inside the leg. 
And until you get educated, oh, well, wait a second, maybe I need to start doing legs then. Yeah, you do. Do not take shortcuts. Do not try to find another way around something. It's not going to help you. You should travel the path of most resistance. David Goggins says it best. Most people in the world, they want easy. They want comfortable. They want steady. They want complacent. They want that sense of security, even though it's coming from a different direction. No, find your own security. And you can do it on your own. But it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of power, but more importantly, it takes a lot of faith in yourself. And if you have faith in yourself, you'll have faith in anything else that you have in the world with God leading the way. I put my faith in God and everything changed for me. But even through going through these obstacles and goals, again, the bigger the obstacle, the bigger the reward. Okay, but the bigger the obstacle and goal, the bigger the demand, the bigger the requirement. Sacrifices are going to have to be made. You're going to have to learn rejection. You're going to knock on doors and they're going to get closed inside right in front of your face. That's okay. Do something different next time. But keep knocking on that door because eventually someone's going to answer it. Keep working really hard and keep reaching high for the sky because eventually someone's going to reach down and grab your hand and pull you up. When you put forth the effort, you put forth the passion, you put forth the desire, and you make all the sacrifices that you make day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, that then turns into years, eventually it's every step of your life is exactly the same. Constantly aiming to do better. Constantly aiming to aim for that goal. Aim for that obstacle. Succeed at all costs. But enjoy the ride. Enjoy the fails. Enjoy the successes. Because that's where the characteristics of your personality are going to evolve. You're going to find out things about yourself, but you won't know what you're, what you're really capable of until you're pushed to that limit. So set goals. Goals are a must. You know, it's not the rejection, you know, that's the problem. Okay. It's, you know, or the rejection is it shouldn't be your focus per se. You know, it's your character. All right. How is your character going to handle the rejection? How are you going to respond to the rejection? When you get let down or when you, when, you, when you don't succeed and everybody, you know, was there rooting for you and had so many high expectations for you, it's okay. You did great. 100% effort. You did the best that you could. You didn't try. You did the best that you could. Back to the drawing board and you do it all over again. Just like riding a bike when you were a kid. How many times did you have to get up and off the ground from crashing your bike before you could actually ride and no handlebars and willies and everything else? You've got to be really bad at something before you can be really good at it. But everything takes effort. If it does not take effort and it does not take time, then it has no worth. If you can get it fast, you can get it quick, you can get it easy, it'll go away just as fast, if not faster. I got a story for you when it comes to rejection. The same people that reject you initially will receive you at some point because of your heart, the fact that you're genuine. There's no point in feeling bad. It's okay. They don't know. They don't get it. They don't understand. And that's okay too. For me, I've been, since I've come home, I have found failure. I have found rejection. I have understood and loved and developed the sense of pain and what it means, the courage and bravery and what's required. When you have fear, attack. Who cares what happens? The only thing that matters is you face the fear. You took the step forward instead of to the side or back or ducking or laying down or tucking your tail. That's not how we were created. 
We were not created to tuck tails. That's not how this works. You have to fight, but you have to forgive. You have to accept. I moved from one place to another when I came home from prison. Moved in, been there two weeks. Got a phone call, I was having dinner with my family. A friend of mine called and said, hey, we're being kicked out because you're a convicted felon. And we had a week to get out and had nowhere to go. Right then and there, it was like a sense of calmness just came over me sitting in front of my parents. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. And instantly the emotion of the friend on the other side of the phone changed. How can you say that? God's got a bigger plan for me. It's okay. We'll find a place. And it literally, literally, I kid you not, we had less than 24 hours to be out and have a place. And I got a phone call. And we got the place. We got a place to live. We got a place to move. It was less than 24 hours. Had nowhere to go. No one to depend on. No one to rely on. But I had faith. And I had my God. I had everything that I needed to count on. I had everything I needed to rely on. Outside of everything that I needed to do my way, I let God handle the rest. And you have got to kind of, you have got to have that kind of faith in your God first and foremost. But if you have that faith in your God first and foremost, what do you think is going to do that? What do you think is going to do for you? How's that going to make a difference for you? It will change your world and it'll change everybody else's world that's in your world. You'll give them perspective. You'll give them drive. You'll give them motivation. You'll give them inspiration. Like if you can fight forward every day and never give up and never give in, do you think for one second you're not going to bleed over into so many other people's lives, daily walks? They're going to want to hear what you got to say. They're going to want to see how you see things. It's easy to see the bad and stuff. It's easy to see the ugly and stuff. We have to look past that. Think about flowers. Before they're butter, they just they just look like a you know, weed. Nah, you don't want to give them much time. But then the flowers bloom, and they continue to bloom, and they blossom, and they they're vibrant, and they spread wide open, and you can just see the beauty that was hidden from the start that you weren't even interested in paying attention to. But then as they die, you're like, ah, they don't last long, and da da da. It's not the point that they don't last long. It's the point that they last, regardless of how long. Think about the good part of the flyers. Think about the best part that you love about the flyers. You've got to be able to accept the before and the after all of that in every aspect of your life. Your life is a flyer. People didn't not care about you from the beginning and then loved you in the middle and then didn't care about you in the end. You have some that are like that. But you have some that has been with you through some of the darkest times of your life, have been planted right beside you, going through every single storm, every bit of weather, freezing cold, tears, sunshine. Cherish your flowers, cherish your life, cherish your friends, cherish the ones that are going to pick you up in this world. What obstacle are you aiming to conquer? You're dealing with teenage kids, going through a divorce. Did you get fired or quit? Are you addicted to drugs, sex, gambling? Do you have demons? Are you having trouble getting rid of the old ways? You know, the people of your past, your circle? You know, do you have image issues? Do you feel like you have an overload of depression and anxiety and have suicidal thoughts? 
You know, are you dealing with sex abuse, mental, physical, emotional, verbal abuse in your life? Think about the obstacle that's in front of you. Think about the outcome of that obstacle when you conquer it, when you're able to get through it, when you survive it. It takes a special person to do that. You are a special person if you have to conquer these things daily or have ever conquered them in your life. But the way that you can help the world is by continuing to conquer so that when the next person has no direction, they have no guidance, they don't know where to go, they don't know who to attack, they don't know who not to attack, they'll lean on you. They'll lean on your guidance. They'll lean on your love. They'll lean on your grace. They'll lean on your mercy. They'll lean on your discipline. You have got to be that force for the world that we don't see much anymore. Hold people accountable. Pull them up on their bull crap. Don't let them get away with it. No. That's not how we grow. That's not how we get better. That's not how you achieve obstacles and goals that are big. Or an obstacle or goal, period. Because it's going to take effort. Everything in your life that takes effort is worth having. But you need to know your worth. You need to know that you can do it. You need to know that you can grab the goal by the throat and squeeze and squeeze until the life of that goal is gone and you have inhaled every bit of it. Be thankful that you have the willpower to do it. Know you will get better each day. Will you fall short each day? Absolutely. But you will get better as long as you consciously, consciously plan and pray. Once you set that goal and you begin to accomplish the goal, whether it's big, whether it's small, you'll create your own self-worth. You'll be like, you know what? I can actually do this. Uh, duh, that's the point. You can definitely do it. There is no actual, but it takes you realizing it sometimes. It takes you to go through it. It takes you to notice and say, you know what? I've been wrong all along. I'm more than capable to do this. So create your own self-worth. You'll light the flame of your confidence. You'll light the flame of your self-esteem. But you'll bring sexy back. You'll keep sexy alive. And that's a motto that I say. We should aim to keep sexy alive. And sexy is responsibilities. Sexy is doing what is necessary in your life. Sexy is being a man, being a woman, being an adult, being a parent, okay? But staying true to your word, that's sexy. The bigger the obstacle or the goal, the bigger the reward and characteristics, traits that will apply to yourself in your life. I wanted to get home from prison as early as I could because I wanted to get home to my daughter. She was born two months after I got incarcerated. But I had set out a goal to get it achieved, to get home as early as I possibly could. And it did not happen. And it was out of my hands. I was on the yard playing softball. I come to the door, everybody's like, hey, VA, they're in your area, they're in your cut. People got caught tattooing around my area. They locked them up. I had nothing to do with it, I was outside. A couple of days later, I got served papers. I was being charged for something that I didn't do. And everybody there knew that my only plan, my only goal was to get home to my daughter October 7th. That did not happen. Excuse me, October 5th. That did not happen. And it was because someone else didn't own up to their crime. So I got charged. I got charged the offense. I went to the courts. 
I took 16 to 18 uh, witness statements to the courts inside the, the correctional center. I requested video surveillance to show that I was coming off the softball field. They denied everything. They did not accept my request for my witness statements, which was the whole softball team. They did not confirm my request for um, video surveillance, seeing me come off of the softball field from the yard into the facility. And they locked me up and it took seven days for me. I was the only one in the back that was perfectly okay with being incarcerated in the hole, in prison, having my good time taken. And people were like, VA, you're the only one back here that don't deserve to be back here. And you're the only one that's okay with it. I was like, yes, because this is a blessing in disguise. Who's to say that I didn't get home seven days earlier, hence seven, which I knew was God's work, that I didn't get caught in the wrong car at the wrong time, got caught in a car crash or you know, cross paths with somebody, you know, that was, you know, older in my life that I had done wrong and they wanted to get even. Uh, I thought about any kind of, any kind of reason, any kind of justifiable reason for me to say, you know what, this happened for a reason and, it was, and it's okay. And I, and, and it's okay. And I got through that and everybody there on that compound seen me stand strong in my faith in God and faith in reason of why I was still here, why I was losing this time in prison. Think about the lives that I changed. Think about the thought processes that I changed. Even the person that didn't own up to his crime came to me crying, saying, I'm sorry. I know you wanted to get home to your daughter, but I didn't own up. I'm sorry. So sometimes the big goal itself does not get accomplished. But the goal that I was aiming to accomplish wouldn't be as big and as powerful as it is now had God not allowed me to endure the emotional issues and handle them the way that I did to apply it to my character. So really the goal wasn't necessarily to get home. The goal was to enhance my character on God's terms. So regardless of the obstacle, regardless of the goal, aim for it and continue to aim for it. Even if at the end of it, it's not the goal that you realize was the main chase. It's the evolution of yourself and your belief. You have to focus forward and you have got to put God first. It's grind time, baby.